0: My name is Sam Tonning and
1: I'm Harris Anderson
0: and we have a great show today. Well, Harris, do you want to introduce our guest judge? Yes, we
1: have an excellent uh, guest judge today. Uh, she, she first came to public notice as a member of the band Lilix, but since then she has established an acclaimed and prolific career as a solo artist. Her most recent album, Portraits, was released in 2019. We're so thrilled to have Louise Burns here hi hey. thank you so much for doing Louise. the podcast Louise thank
0: welcome. you we actually Harrison I saw you a few months ago at the Rio for the Spinal oh, Tap yeah. live event <laughs> and it was awesome yeah, thank you you
2: guys <laughs> killed it it was ass. excellent thank you very much yeah. that was a lot of hard work and Sex a lot farm? of laughing yeah I know yeah. I know it's redon- Yeah, it's, it's redonkulous but you guys
1: yeah. were like tempo perfect and ev- everything it was it just synced oh, up perfectly you. with the film I, yeah I, it was, I was very impressive
2: yeah, I had a lot of fun we laughed and we laughed, and then we we all were... It was the most joyful, hardest-working experience of my life. It was really fun. But all of us were like, man, this is really tough. I'm glad glad that we were synced up enough for you to notice that. That makes me happy.
1: Was there a level of anxiety just because, you know, the film is, like, so beloved and has... Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. (laughs) I mean,
2: Spinal Tap is the most quoted film in the music industry, and we had... We all knew also being there was primarily women on stage. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. that sort of niche genre of man who happen to be sort of disgruntled and don't like to not see themselves on stage. So we're like, we want to make sure those jerks are impressed by yeah. what we're doing. So we, we really kind of like catered to what we thought the crowd would be.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like, yeah, it was yeah you guys killed so, it. Thank you. Thank thank you. you.
1: All right, why don't we get to the songs that we will be debating uh, <laughs> right today. Sam, I'll introduce your song. Sam will yes. be arguing on behalf of Crazy On You by heart.
0: Oh. Yeah, so I got to argue uh, in favor of this song and against Harris's song, <laughs> which is...
2: Um, <laughs> uh, I love it already. Which
0: is uh, Bees in the Trap, Nicki Minaj featuring 2 Chains.
2: I don't know if I know that song.
1: You are no poorer for that.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay. We're going to
0: take a moment. Harris, why don't you introduce the track, a little background, and we'll listen to them. Yeah,
1: so Bees in the Trap uh, is a song off Nicki Minaj's second studio album, Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded. It was written by Minaj, Maurice Jordan, and rapper 2 (laughs) Chains. who, of course, contributes a verse to the song. Song hit number 48 on the Billboard Hot 100. Complex put the song at number 9 on their list of the 50 best songs of 2012. Pitchfork ranked at number 18. The song is notable for its ultra-minimalist production values, with stretches of the song being composed of just Nicki's vocals and percussion.
0: Very good. Well, crazy on you. I mean, do we really need to talk about it? We I know. know. this inside we out, know. but I'm going to anyway. Released in 1976 on Valentine's Day off of Hart's first album, Dreamboat Annie. It was recorded here in Vancouver, I think at Mushroom. It was also the label it was on. Yeah, written in Point Roberts. So a local song through and through off a local record, which managed to hit number seven on the Billboard charts as an album and number 35 as a single. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's a classic rock song that is still played on the radio Mm -hmm. in 2020. So why don't we take a listen to them? Yes. And uh, then we'll get back. Let's get back to it. Those are the songs. That's uh, pretty exciting. Wow. Louise?
2: Diverse. Diverse.
0: Diverse.
2: Diverse choice. Two genres.
0: (laughs) Completely different (laughs) genres. But Uh strong women, right?
2: Absolutely. And this is why
0: Harris and I... Weak men get to argue uh, which one is better. Weak, weak, feckless men. (laughs)
2: Never been in this position before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Well, you get to pick who goes first.
2: Okay, you know what? Let's hear a little bit about Bees in the Trap.
1: All right. Let's get to it. (laughs) Hole up. Here comes Nikki with a message y'all fools need to hear. She got the Bees in the Trap. Bees, Bees (laughs) in the Trap now if you're like me when you heard this song you thought what are bees in the trap is this a song about the joys of keeping beehives on your land to help the struggling bee population and have your own supply of delicious creamy wild honey no bees in the trap is about this cold hard cash i was rubbing my fingers there and in this song nikki is earning my friends bees in the trap is a stone cold no frills manifesto of a hard-as-nails woman who is making her own way in the world and god help anyone who gets in her way if i have a criticism of the song it is that the appearance of mr chains is almost a distraction nikki got this fool sit down be humble nikki does not hide in this song there's no wave of sense, no backing vocals, no bells and whistles, nothing to couch your vocals in. Bees in the Trap is a strong, driven woman, standing proud, daring the world to come at her. Now, I love Crazy On You, and I'm not going to attempt any kind of smear against the Sisters Wilsons. They're legends. Crazy On You is an example of rock and roll at its most poetic and passionate. But Crazy On You is 45 years old. Any song acquires a fine layer of dust with that many years. It's there. It's a part of it now. If Bees in the Trap sounds like a brand new Lamborghini, Crazy on You sounds like a 1996 Subaru Outback. Perfectly fine to ride in, but undeniably less urgent. Through no fault of its own, Crazy on You does not stand up to the ice-cold Bees in the Trap. Out with the old, in with the new-ish. I rest my
2: case. New-ish. New-ish. Emphasis on that. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, surprisingly soft against hard. I have nothing. <laughs> I, I, I can't. How can no, I? No, we'll get to this when I ask you questions. Yeah, um, I know. All right, may I go as a, a judge?
2: I now, yeah, whatever the phrase is, I don't know. Oh, yes, who cares? You may speak.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about heart. Crazy on You, of course, as I said earlier, written in Point Roberts, which is cool in itself, you know. Um, I like to break down songs into four areas by these four kind of discrete areas. One is the musicality, and then three kind of measures of impact, whether it be uh, impact on the industry or business, the impact on uh, the genre of music and the musical impact and then cultural impact. And I think this song is actually fantastic. I'm, I mean, I'm with Harris. It's a fantastic tune. It's a great time. Uh, musically, guitar work is excellent. And it's like a novel melding of acoustic and electric. Reminds me a lot of uh, Stairway to Heaven in that way, you know? It's as impactful as Stairway to Heaven. The vocals are amazing. The Sisters Wilson, they totally deliver. Now let's... If there is a criticism, it's not a complex song. It's a riff-driven rock and roll tune from the mid-70s. Is that a bad thing? No way. The Eagles made a career out of it. That's pretty good. The business side, it was a hit, number 35 on the Billboard Top 100 when it was released. Uh, This is when they were based in Vancouver. The album was number seven on the charts. From Vancouver, a Canadian-based album recorded in Canada, hit number seven on the American charts. Now, I'm sitting here looking at Nickelback, All the Right Reasons, and you know what? Who set the trend, heart, all day. Mm-hmm. Musical impact, hit song by women, about a woman, with women playing instruments, and it's not a novelty record. That's very cool. That, uh, groundbreaking in that respect, absolutely. And this was a time when the most visible women in the music industry were singers in R&B or soft rock, mid-70s and before. This changed the game, totally. And the cultural impact, the fact that this song was chosen out of their three in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, it's one of their standards, it still gets heavy play on radio right now, that's satellite radio, that's terrestrial radio, commercial radio, that is co-op radio like Vancouver CFRO 100.5 FM, Vancouver co-op radio. Uh, It's excellent. Cross generationally important. We know it now, we're young. My dad knows it, he's old. My sister knows it, she's weird.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: to summarize, it's a great tune. Now, I gotta talk about Nikki. Nikki, 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 put it in your kidney. Two Chains is gonna fuck her with his giant cock. Okay. Now, as, whoa, <laughs> Harris, don't get upset. I spent a lot of time on Rap Genius learning about this tune. Oh, you're, wow, you're so uncomfortable. You look so sad. (laughs) This isn't sad. This is like disgust and discomfort. Mm, And it's only going to get worse. Okay. As you know, Harris, I'm a big fan of rap. Okay, going on. Um, Musically, this song sucks. It's it's like the hunt for Red October with someone talking on top of it. I mean I will give it some credit in that it's very simple, there are two chords, and even the finest Miles Davis songs has two chords. Unlike any Miles Davis track, there is no genius on this at all. It's a little girl talking about fucking and making money and then two chains. <laughs> Which we have to talk about. How can a song be a great song if it includes the lyrics referring to doohickeys and trousers? Trousers,
2: absolutely. uh,
0: Well, okay. Cool as hell.
2: Yeah. Trousers, that's so cool.
0: Now let's take a step back. I'm not we're not asking questions yet. I just these are rhetorical, but I want you to think. Two chains references true religion trousers. To my knowledge, as an expert in true religion jeans wear, they have never come out with a trouser. They are a jeans company. Think about it, I'll move on. I don't want it to all be negative though. I did like the music video. Hmm. Um, Let's see here. Cultural impact. There's no musical impact on this. I don't think it really contributes much to uh, the field. Sold some records. Proof that plug-and-play, pop, and rap can work. And she's a babe, so it's culturally important, I guess, nowadays. (laughs) Bees in the nest suck. Bees in the Trap. See, I can't even get the fucking name right. It's bees in bad. the S? Is that what you nest. said? Nest. Bees in <laughs> the Nest. Like, I got bees and nests in my head because I thought this was about fucking honey as well. It's not. Bees in it's the Nest. It's about making money. Off goes
2: the hat. Yeah, this is I'm just angry intense. now. This bees in intense. the Trap
0: fucking sucks. Okay.
2: All it's right. that
0: simple. Yeah. Crazy on you. Kicks ass. Okay. I will. Be, I'm very willing to physically fight someone about okay. this. All right. Uh, I mean, I say that, but really, it would have to be a kid. Um, that's it. That's or all Harris. I got. Yeah. Or he, Harris. No, you'd <laughs> have to catch him first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. Cool. All right. That's all
1: I got. Those are my arguments. Okay. Okay, now Louise. Uh, um, uh, now you decide. We usually get to question each other. Who would you like to question each other first? Cross examination.
2: I think. I think that we're going to give a little break here. Um, yes. Let's just, let's just like lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. Got a little heavy there. Oh, got this a little is heavy. nothing. Yeah, yeah got yeah. a little heavy. Yeah, Harris, I think I'm going to give the floor to you. Okay.
1: Uh, Sam, are you properly collected?
0: <sighs> okay.
1: That was actually quite a compelling argument up until you started with the salty language
0: Oh, Um, uh, yeah, I will be talking about that in my Uh, (laughs)
1: cross-examination. Like I said, I mean, I I am willing to extend an olive branch. Crazy On You is a masterpiece of a song. I actually don't think you gave it enough credit. I think it's an incredibly complex song. It opens with almost an entirely separate song in in the, the, the acoustic guitar figure, but that's a digression. I have to... My entire argument hinges on this. Crazy On You, amazing song. Would you extend an olive branch and say that, yes... This does sound like a product of its time. It's 45 years old. In comparison to Bees in the Trap, does it sound dated?
0: It sounds like it's from the mid-70s, but it's clearly a song of its time while simultaneously being a timeless song. Mm-hmm. Is it a problem that it has 45 years of patina on it? No way. Mm-hmm. It's still as attractive as the day it came out. Okay. Unlike Nikki Nicky, Nikki. Okay, I'm reclaiming it. my time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, the song is 45 years old. It, it is of its time. Mm-hmm. But that time has been and gone. So, you would you would have to admit that Bees in the Trap does sound fresher simply because it was released eight years ago. Will I
0: admit that a song from 2012 is a more contemporary song than from 1976. Yes. I will
1: concede that point. Okay, that's all I want to say. (laughs)
0: All right, uh, Harris, I have uh, two things I really want to highlight here. Have you ever driven a 1996 Subaru Outback?
1: I have probably ridden in one.
0: You've ridden in one, okay. Have you ever driven a Lamborghini?
1: Not to the best of my knowledge.
0: Do you think if you had the opportunity to drive a Lamborghini, you would smash it into a pole very quickly? It's a yes or no question. Say that again? If you had the opportunity to drive a Lamborghini, do you think you would smash it into a pole? Do
1: I think I would have an accident? Yes. Probably not.
0: Very good. I'm going to refer to our text message history here. Harris, you, you um, texted me. It's not, don't worry. It's not racist right. or anything. Well, whoa, hey now. Well, what? Continue. <laughs> See? I don't know why I got so upset. I said it wasn't. Uh, you wanted us, so we play Louise a little bit of back. We have for this song underneath our arguments, we have it playing, but we're talking over it, fair use commentary, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Harris texted me, being like, can we play the radio version of Bees in the Trap? Because there are too many F words. Harris, do you think it's a good thing that you don't want to listen to a version of a song that the artist intended you to listen to? Uh,
1: I I think I don't agree with the use of the the language. I think a song is no poorer for having 20 less F-bombs in it. So my last question,
0: do you think an edited, unoriginal version of the song is better than the original version of the song?
1: What, what do you mean, unoriginal? Nicki okay. Minaj saw, like signed off on it. It's her vocals on it. It's not someone else dubbing it. It's a version. Sometimes artists are, you know, sometimes the, an artist's best version is a song that gets cut or something like that. You know? Do you
0: think the best version of this song is the one where the lyrics are removed?
1: I prefer the one with, with the less uh, cursing. I just I, find it I less rest fun. my case.
0: Okay. It's like looking at David wearing a fucking robe. Oh. Okay. Who's David? The Statue of David. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh wow! I, are you, I'm surprised you're so familiar with with uh, the statue. With nude men, yeah. Oh, you no, know, the, sta- the statue of David. I mean,
1: yeah, well, he's I mean. banned from a lot of steam rooms.
2: Okay, okay, good to know. Good to know uh, my, Louise, uh, you've, you've
1: uh, heard our cross examination. Now you get to ask. Um, I would say two, three, three or so questions of either of us. If you have any okay. questions, any any edification that you need,
2: I have a question for both of you, mm-hmm. and this is sort of a, a general. More, um, I suppose, esoteric question, but first I'd like you to both state your ages. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, I just recently turned 32.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Are we talking about internal health or legal age?
2: We're talking about legal age. 34. 34. Okay, so we're all around the same age. Do you think that our age and what we've experienced growing up through pop culture Mm -hmm. and what we've listened to and what we've been told by not only our parents, Mm -hmm. but the media and, you know, magazines like Rolling Stone who glorify artists like more classic rock influenced Mm -hmm. people. um, And, you know, obviously hip hop is is well respected too, but I think a lot of pop culture for a very long time has been primarily focused on rock music and pop music. Mm -hmm. In like previous decades whereas as of maybe 20 years ago hip-hop r&b pop music has become a little bit more forefront is getting a little bit more respect as as this sort of world overtaking thing that's Mm -hmm. happening do you think that all of our opinions are tainted in either way towards liking either one of them based on what we experienced growing up and how we define music to be good. So Mm -hmm. when we say for example, with Heart, the musicianship, mm-hmm. how incredible it was that there were women doing rock music. Do you think if we were all 17 right now, we would have the same insight? Because we might have not seen that. You know what I mean?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. Well,
0: Harris, do you want to answer first?
1: Yeah, I think thats it's so hard because I think undeniably when we're younger, uh, your your taste in music is influenced so much by your peers and what you should. I remember I went through a period where I was all about classic rock in mm. quotes, but I really actually didn't like that much of it. Yeah. It was just a desire to fit in because that's what all the kids were listening yeah. to at school. It took me years to... I, I actually... Are you, only now in my early 30s, I'm really being honest about the kind of music that I like yeah. and what I'm seeking out and what sort of things I like to listen to. Right. So I, do you want to kind of understand what I'm saying? It's kind of. I find it very hard to, uh, to put myself in that position again because so much of it... I actually... Don't know if I if I knew what type of music I liked when I was yeah when I, I was in yes. my formative years. Mm. Does that I, make sense? It
2: makes sense because, for example, I think of my own twenties and coming from Lilix, which for those listening who don't know what the fuck that is, <laughs> fair enough. But it was a pop group from the early two thousands. We sounded like Avril Lavigne. We were a very super hyper top forty pop product, and sure. we were real musicians, but we'd been formed into this particular uh-huh. package right. and. Um, after I quit that band, I was I wanted to integrate into, you know, a more local scene. And I thought there was a lot of bands I was very into because it was cool to be into like this <laughs> sort of atonal indie rock or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, this is amazing. I love this band, even though like I am a pop person. I come from melody and harmony, <laughs> like yeah. that's my thing. Mm-hmm. So um I think that in especially in that era of my life, which would maybe even five years ago affect my opinion. Right now, I would have said, like, authentic, real musicianship, like chord changes, like complicated harmonies, like, that's real music, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas nowadays, when I listen to music and I work with younger artists, um, a lot in the more production side of things, yeah. they have a completely different opinion. And they know what good music is, but their definition is, is different from what mine was when I was that age. Yeah, yeah. Based on the surrounding circumstances.
0: <laughs> I think at the core of the question, if I understand it, is do our, um, are, our biases formed when we're youths? Yeah. And yes, of course they are. Mm. We are products of our time and growing up. Does that mean we grow out of things? Absolutely we do. Does Mm -hmm. our understanding of what we're listening to evolve as we learn more? Uh, For sure, Harris, you brought up that great, you know, you thought you were a classic rock fan, you listen to everything, but let's be honest, a lot of Zappa fucking sucks, right? (laughs) But hey, Zappa's great. Um, But I guess
2: the question then from that would be, are you gentlemen able to... Difference yourself from your biased opinion and have a more pure opinion. Are you aware of that? Have you checked that and then developed an yeah. opinion free of bias that is inherent? Well I,
0: I think it's impossible, actually. I don't think it's possible to completely remove one's biases yeah. when, you know, selecting our preferences. Does right. that mean that it we as we grow older we are able to more objectively evaluate something and mm-hmm. learn that Just because we like it doesn't mean it's good, or because we don't like something Hmm. means it's bad. I think we kind of evolve out of that very simplistic way of thinking. Like I remember as a teenager, oh, you didn't like that movie? You're a fucking idiot, (laughs) right? No, we all have different preferences. As a kid, I was a huge jazz fan, R&B, Motown. As an adult, I love that stuff, but there's a lot of shit music in those genres, right? And at the same time, I was never really a big... uh, Say a heavy metal fan until I got into my early 20s when I just realized White Snake is the greatest band of all time. Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> well, it's okay. You try and tell me the console is in this okay, studio okay, okay. that recorded yes, 1987. Yes, yes, oh, yes. don't even get me started. Indeed, yeah. and many other yeah.
2: bands much yeah. like that that I cannot differentiate.
1: I am very. I am. I have a bias. I'm very aware of it. I try to to reconcile it. This, this podcast has been good for me in that and that it does it does it does force me to try to put myself in other person's shoes and appraise. Uh, you know the. A, a genre that I don't normally gravitate towards. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. normally I'm in the Harris spot of arguing for. yes yeah, Sam, I Sam don't gets all like. the rap songs
1: weirdly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: but okay. Yeah. yeah, so bias for me, yes, we all have biases, but we evolve in being able to evaluate more objectively as we get older and learn more.
2: Right. Okay. No. All right. That's totally fair. Okay. I guess another question would be. Let me think about this for a second, because that sort of like I'm getting a little a little bit too meta on this, because I'm like, what are questions? What is an argument? (laughs) Where am I? What is a song? Like, why is this an art? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Why am I hanging with these two losers?
2: (laughs) What is happening right now? Okay, so let me ask you this, Harris. Genuinely, since you did grow up listening to classic rock, yes. Could you honestly listen to Bees in the Trap? 100 times over and over again, and still feel obviously you'll be sick of it, but could you still feel passionately about this song?
1: No, 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 okay. uh,
2: that's an honest answer. Yeah,
1: no, I couldn't. If okay. I had to listen to it 100 times, I'd probably go out and commit an atrocity right afterwards. Yeah, okay, I think i I'd, I'd, <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to take it.
2: Okay, what about crazy on you?
0: I could listen to Crazy On You maybe 30 times before getting tired of it mm-hmm. but the thing is I've already listened to it about 70 yeah like <laughs> yeah. in preparing for this yeah, yeah. and I, I say that kind of flippantly no okay. I, the Crazy On You is a song I could listen to a hundred times and be tired of the, the song because everything becomes so familiar yeah but still learn something new listening to it every time. Like, I do this a lot with, uh, especially some classic jazz stuff. I'll go and I'll listen just to albums over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And because, especially, uh, you know, the use of improvisation, in in Crazy on You, there's, I mean, obviously... There's solos There's things like that Right mm-hmm. and Instrumentation is Slightly different Every time it's done It's not mechanical mm-hmm. So you can always learn Something from it Yeah uh, Which I think is very cool uh, I don't know if I could I, I, I get lost in songs though mm-hmm. So I could probably listen to Nicki Minaj's song A hundred times And just I mean I probably listened to it About twenty times yesterday In a row Yeah And wow. now it's stuck in my head
2: Did, Would you like listen to that song At a gym Instead of Crazy on You?
0: It's not high tempo enough, tempo enough for me. Right, okay. But uh, I do like the kind of uh, subtle uh, uh, rhythmic differences and changes that happen throughout the whole song. Yeah. Which are very cool. It's a, it's a neat production technology, or production approach they used. Um, but it's it for me to like the song, no, it's just too basic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I don't mm-hmm. learn okay. much on
2: it. Okay. I mean, I kind of know how I feel.
1: Okay.
0: Are you ready to render your judgment?
2: I, I am.
1: <sighs> okay. <clears throat>
2: I know. And I have thought a lot about this. I mean, as soon as you guys showed me the songs, my brain went into like subconscious hyperthink mode. And I, th- I feel as though, I know it's the obvious choice, but I have to say, I Crazy On You is the kind of song that still will be listenable 10 years, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. Bees in the Trap. Don't get me wrong, I think as soon as you started playing it, I was like, okay, It's a bouncer. It's a bouncer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm into that, and I love Nicki Minaj, even though there's some things happening right now with her husband that are not mm. so nice. But um, musically speaking, I've always been really into Nicki Minaj. I've seen her live, I think, twice. Yeah. Um, I think she's amazing, and I think she doesn't really get enough respect for all she's built for herself and her career. Yeah. And her empire, and... Um, and in the same argument, I think the same thing about heart. So it's tricky. And if you really argue in any other respect other than just musically speaking, musically speaking, I think that "Crazy on You" has more to offer. And uh, "Bees in the Trap" is sick. But uh, and lyrically speaking, even I mean, I kind of I like those kind of lyrics. They're just like whatever, you know. It's not too deep. It's just kind of like. Phonetically satisfying, and I do like I, yeah, that. Yeah, find it super you know? rhythmic. Rhythmic, yeah. yeah. And it the sound like bees in the trap. I, I bet that was just something they wrote without knowing what it meant, and then like eh, kind of makes sense if we think about like money or whatever. I <laughs> think they probably didn't mm-hmm. really do a lot of soul searching for that. Much like Crazy on You, Crazy yeah. on You is not a very smart lyric. Yeah. It's just a easy, but that in itself mm. is smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: it's relatable.
2: So for the sake of um, yeah I can't, I can't I can't even lie about it I think Crazy on You has to win I'm really sorry Harris that's okay that's I am okay. totally fine with that <laughs> yeah. it's an
1: amazing <laughs> it's an amazing song yeah. I love it I love Ann Wilson I love yeah. Nancy Wilson yeah. Yeah. it's got it's still it's got parts that still give me chills mm-hmm. and I can only I'm actually jealous of people who got to hear it for the first time yeah. on yeah. a radio back in 1975 it must have been yeah. so thrilling
2: could you imagine yeah. just turning it up in your whatever like sta- in your Subaru <laughs> yeah. station wagon from the 70s like an yeah. old one but also i i feel like both women and women's there's three of them here involved Mm -hmm. obviously they all deserve more credit than they get all of them and especially heart who have been doing it the longest because i don't people don't talk about heart the same way they talk about as i was saying earlier led zeppelin Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who they started obviously as a cover band of but um i think there's a lot of classic rock and rock musicians and if they're not if they don't have that weird in via someone said they dropped their name and then they became cool by yeah. association, like they don't. It's just not. Um, they just don't get the same amount of respect. Then. Very underrated. It's just boring at this point. It's like it's it's not interesting anymore to to worship people like Led Zeppelin the same way. Like I find it dull to have a conversation about how amazing Eric Clapton is like I've never had that conversation <laughs> by the way except with my dad but yeah. even working with older people sometimes there is still a little bit of a thing where yeah. it's just uh, I don't know it's, I find it really
0: dull it's very dull weren't the Ramones like the best band ever
2: I mean that's the thing <laughs> I, I have so many of my friends love the Ramones and they I suck I just don't it's not yeah, for I me I do not, like it. it's not I love punk music and Ugh. I could talk about that for hours but that's exactly my point Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, yeah there are other bands. Hero
0: yeah. worshipping at in its kind of not worst case because you know they're not actually hurting anybody. But like yeah. Yeah. It's, it's
2: all silly fun things to talk yeah, about, like a horoscope or whatever. It doesn't it, matter. But,
0: intellectually not a stretch to argue mm-hmm. like, oh wow, I'm really think Led Zeppelin's the greatest band. Yeah. It's like, oh wow, you're taking a stand there, hey? Like, yeah. You're really well, I mean, putting there's, some critical thought in
2: that. It's like the high fidelity guy, you know? It's, uh, just, it's yeah. just a cliche and it's funny yeah. at this point. And yeah. it but the only thing that, the only reason why I get a little bit more. I I get, my blood pressure raises like a fraction of a, like just a minuscule amount because I am a woman in music. Mm -hmm. And it's really annoying sometimes when you get some sort of weird vibe from a dude and you're like, ah, God, I'd rather be like... Doing a lot of things rather than dealing with this. <laughs> I'd rather be eating an ice cream. I'd rather be like washing my hands in an airplane bathroom. I'd rather be like. Yeah. I would rather be walking down the street in a cold city where I have no jacket. There's a lot of things I'd rather be doing than listening to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. There well, you go. Well, you heard it here, folks. Crazy on you is better than bees in the trap. Agreed, Louise. Thank you very much for being on the program. Thank, yes.
2: you, thank for you so having much.
0: Me. Where can people find stuff about you?
2: Uh, You know, online. Uh, (laughs) What's your website? I have a website. It's poorly maintained because I do it myself. But it's louise-burns.com. I wouldn't bother with that, to be honest. Just go to my Instagram, louise-burns-music, or my Twitter, which is underscore louise-burns. underscore I don't use either of them right now, but that's where I am. And you know, all the things will come from that.
0: Love it. Thanks very much for being on. Thank you, louise. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.